0: Praise God, bless his wonderful name. You all know that God is a good God. And he deserves all the praise and the glory. He wants to be glorified by our lifestyles. He wants us to glorify him by our or with rather our lifestyles with our lives. He wants us to glorify him. So how do we glorify God with our lifestyles? We we make sure we have a lifestyle that's pleasing to him. And there's another thing he wants us to have a lifestyle. He along with our lifestyle. He want us to be on his assignment. He wants us to do what he has called us to do with a lifestyle that reflects him. Our duty, that is, listen, that, that is our duty, to, and that gives him praise when we do that, is to give honor and praise through, once again, our lifestyle and our uh, completed assignment. Now, l- let me give you uh, an example of this. I have, Right now, my mind is going to so many different places where God talks about how we should be faithful, man, how we should be faithful. We want us to be found faithful. If we're faithful in little, he'll make us rule over much. We'll be faithful in much. Our reminder of the story. There was a story. There was a an old man. In fact, he was an old pastor. Rather, this old pastor uh, had a thriving congregation. Now, listen, they had multiple services. They had multiple services and and. Each service, the, the people were bursting out of the seams, so to speak, because they couldn't find enough chairs to seat everyone. Once again, this old pastor had a thriving congregation. Well, obviously, they had to build. So the church purpose purchased some property. After they purchased the property, they, they contacted a, a, a an architect and they be, they the architect drew up plans. And and so everything was looking great. And so the old pastor went to this young preacher and said, listen, uh, son, I need you to oversee this building project. In fact, I, listen, I have to tend to the ministry of the church, but I want you to oversee this building project. Well, the young preacher was, was, was happy. And so, uh, the contractors begin to come to him. You know, they started building and and the contractor will say, listen, uh, Reverend so-and-so, we have this low-grade option here. We have the mid-grade option. We have this high-grade, but then we have this platinum-grade option. What do you want to do? Well, the young man, he he always selected the low-grade. Now, the church had plenty of money, but this young man, he, he, he just selected the low grade in fact he did this so much that one time the contractor he he approached a young man he said listen reverend listen, i already know what you're gonna what you're gonna tell me i already know the answer but because of my job i have to ask you the question and so he said do you want us to go with this low grade option this mid grade this high grade or this platinum option and just like uh true to form that young man that young uh, preacher said let's take the low grade option well The building was complete. And so if you would drive up to the building, the building was beautiful. Oh, it was brick. It was beautifully landscaped. But during the building dedication. The pastor announced to the church. Now, this building now has all of these members. The pastor announced to the church, he said, listen, I'm about to retire. And young man, you are I'm appointing you to be the next pastor of this church. Well, that young man's heart sank. It sank down to his his stomach. Now, why? Because the young man thought within himself. He said, had I known this, I would have selected all of the platinum options. But that young man was not faithful to what was another. You see, sometimes listen, our decision. No, I shouldn't say sometimes. But listen, our decisions that we make today will direct will greatly impact our assignment for tomorrow or our future assignments. This man had no idea. The young man had no idea that the decisions that he made, the consistent uh, selection of the low grade amenities was going to directly impact his tomorrow you all that's the first point of this lesson God wants us to be faithful even in which belongs something that belongs to another man God wants us to be faithful to it in other words when we have an assignment do that assignment with all our might with all of our heart because you know what You can say it this way. Any assignment that you have today is going to directly impact your tomorrow. Listen, I heard some people say it this way. What you make happen for others, God will make happen for you. That's why it's so important, once again, to do what God has called you to do. Be faithful to the assignment. Be faithful with it, no matter how big or how small it is. Be faithful because you're directly impacting your future. I'm reminded years ago I was in graduate school. And one of my I was a a graduate assistant and uh, part of my graduate assistant duties was teach classes. But the other part was was to write out the horn arrangements for the inspirational singers. Now, Dr. Eddie Jones, God bless his heart. He was such a great man of faith, a great man of God who's gone on to to be with the Lord. Now, he said, uh, Sam, listen, can you write horn arrangements for the inspirational singers? And I said, yes, I, I can do that. And so. Uh, but then he said, but there's another thing you have to find the musicians. Now understand, I, I just started graduate school. I didn't know anyone. I, I wasn't a part of the band or anything like that, but you know, I took the challenge and you know, God sent me, God led me to these, these, uh, individuals who played uh, uh, different instruments and, you know, we had a great time and they were some skilled players, but they were some really, really, really good people who's actually gone off to do some major things now. In fact, one of them, uh, he has a voice behind one of the popular cartoon characters. But anyway, these were some great young men and I enjoyed working with them. Well, everything is going well. But the last semester of, uh, of graduate school, my best friend asked me to be his best man. He was getting married and asked me once again to be the best man. And so I agreed to it. But about two months prior to the wedding, I discovered that the wedding was on the same day. As an inspirational singer's concert. Now, I told this Dr. Jones, I told Dr. Jones that I would lead the, the, the horn section, I would write the horns uh, arrangements, I, I, I would lead the section, and I, on the concerts, I, I, I told him all of this. But you all, this was my best friend's wedding. The word God tells us to be faithful to that which is another man's. And so I remember I I, I spoke with Dr. Jones about the matter and, you know, he said, well, is it possible for your best friend to move his the wedding date? In other words, that was a really nice way of him saying, son, I expect you to be at this concert. (laughs) So, you know what? I did. I did. And so I I explained to my best friend and he understood there was no problems. And and so uh, I remember the the night before driving to to Little Rock to spend time with him and and our other friends. We had a great time. Even that Saturday morning, we had just had a ball. And I, you know, went on back to Fayetteville to to uh, play the last inspirational uh, concert that I would participate in because I was once again, I was about to graduate. Now, years later. I had no idea that this decision I made would impact my future. I was a band director at a local high school for about 10 years, and it's interesting. There were so many times that the date of my performance, I, I would have a concert contest competition or a spring concert, it's amazing. How many times that my students was involved with a wedding on that very same day or they had a family reunion out of town. But, you know, every time, listen, God, God got involved with with my situation. He touched those parents hard to 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 allow those students to come back so they can participate in my performance. In fact, I remember this one young lady, she flew her son back from Houston. He was participating in a family reunion. Another young lady, they had a wedding that was was in Oklahoma. But she the parent made sure that 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 child came back in time for my performance, which was on a Saturday. You all listen. Because I sowed that seed into Dr. Eddie Jones, I was faithful to that assignment. God made sure that in my time of need, when I'm leading, when I'm at the helm of the ship, He made sure that very thing happened to me. Y'all, we're talking about a sacrifice now. How many times you know, or how many, how often do you know that people is going to turn down a wedding to go to some type of performance? But because I did it, God blessed those individuals to do the same thing for me. If you are found faithful to what is another man's, God will make sure that someone else will be faithful to you, but on a greater capacity, you all, once again, i reap that seed many, many, many times, many times. Now let's go to Luke. Chapter 19, and we'll begin reading at verse 12. Again, that's Luke 19 and 12. And it says, therefore, he said, a nobleman went to a distant country to receive a kingdom and to return. So he called his 10 servants and entrusted to them 10 pounds and said to them, trade until I come. Let's skip down to verse 15. It says when he returned, having received the kingdom, he summoned these servants to whom he had entrusted the money that he might know what everyone gained by trading. The first came saying, master, your pound has made 10 pounds more. He said to him, well done, good servant, because you have been faithful in very little. Take authority over 10 cities. Now, there's so much we can learn just from these few Uh, verses of scripture. Now, first thing we notice that this man had just a pound, just like the other 10, he received a pound, but that man was diligent. And because he was so diligent in trading, we can say nowadays, he was a a stockbroker who was diligent when it came to trading, when it came to someone else's money, so much so that it gained him 10 times his investment. And because of that, according to the scriptures, he was now ruler over 10 cities. You all know that it's interesting in the kingdom of God. The word of God says, and I know I'm kind of changing gears for a moment, but I'm going to come back. The word of God says the kingdom does not come with observation. It's not readily obvious. The word of God says that you cannot, once again, it doesn't come with observation. You can't say here it is or or there it is because the kingdom is within you. The Holy Spirit is going to tell you when, where, and how to do something. In fact, the scripture says, eyes have not seen, nor ears heard, nor has it entered into the heart of men. Those things that God has prepared for those that love the Lord. Or we can say this, those who are on his assignment, those who are working diligently toward his assignment. But then the scripture says they're revealed by the spirit. They're revealed by his spirit. The spirit dwells on the inside of us. So therefore, listen, the kingdom of God is within us. And if we are diligent to our assignment on the things that God has called us to do, do you know, oftentimes, listen, God will make a completely different assignment change on us. We'll be doing something. God will be training us for something that we had no idea. We had no idea. We It never crossed our minds that we would be doing something totally different. But God was training us all alone. You know, I'm reminded of uh, the movie Karate Kid. When when the young man asked Mr. Miyagi to to train him, teach him how how to, to fight karate or teach him how to use karate. Rather, Mr. Miyagi had him washing cars, wax on. Wax off. And now it looked like uh, on, his, on this training program, it had nothing to do with him learning how learning karate. But a master, how do you understand? Jesus is our master. The, Mr. Miyagi, he knew exactly what to do. And so finally, you know, the story, the young man got fed up. He was frustrated because he looked like he was wasting time. He said, listen, only thing I'm doing is waxing your cars. And so the young man. So Mr. Miyagi said, no, 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 no. Let's let, let's look at this. Do that and so Mr. Miyagi took a, a punch at him, the young man was able to deflect the punch. See, all the while, while he was waxing the car, Mr. Miyagi was teaching him what he wanted all along. He just didn't recognize the process. Could it be that the assignment that you're on right now, God is training you for a completely different assignment. God is training you and preparing you once again for a completely different assignment. But you cannot give up on God's training program. If we look at the text, this man was a stockbroker. He was just trading his master's money and he produced 10 pounds. Well, because he was successful on his at his master's uh, assignment, he now has a new occupation. This man now is The ruler over 10 cities. He goes from being a stockbroker, if you will. To be a ruler over 10 cities. Where people like he was faithful to the master. He's now people are now faithful to him that very same way. Once again, listen, the decisions that you make today directly impacts your tomorrow or directly impacts your assignment. Listen, if I was to take a poll, if I was to take a poll of all the pastors within our community, and if I was to ask them, how many of you all attended seminary? I would would be willing to bet that well, I shouldn't say bad, but I would guarantee that most of the pastors here in the metropolitan area of Little Rock would tell you I had no idea that I would even be pastoring. In fact, I was trained in another area. I went to college to do this. I went to trade school to do this. I went to the military and I thought I was going to do this. I I had no idea what that I would be pastoring. But now if you ask them, how did you. Or what was the process? How did you become a pastor? They would say, you know what? I was diligent. I was faithful to what God had given me. And God changed my assignment. Can I share something with you? There are great businessmen in in this city who love God and they were faithful to another man's because they were faithful to another man's. God gave them a different assignment. I'm reminded of, of this man. He gave his testimony. He said he was at this uh, company and he had a boss that would just was, was rather mean to him. And so God would give this man these these ideas and he would tell his boss, write it down, type it up, give him the plan. And, and the, the boss, his boss or his supervisor, rather, would give him the would take his plans and present it to the vice president, the general manager and the president. And he would present it as his, his own. Well, this happened for years. And the, the man who God gave the ideas was frustrated. But you know what? He didn't give up. He kept on with it. One day, the general manager and the vice president went to his desk. He said, listen, we want to know, did you come up with this ideal to do this, 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 this? And the man said, yes, I, yeah, yes, I did. And he said, we knew it was something because we realized that the person uh, the, your supervisor was not smart enough. We realized, no, he was not coming up with this plan. So, you know what they did? They promoted that man over his supervisor and God blessed him to do well at that company. But you know what? It didn't stop there. That man, God gave him an idea and he formed his own corporation, his own company. And, and listen, do you know what God did for him? God blessed to be successful there. But guess what? He also created 16 different corporations and they're all very successful and and the the diligence that he had on that job God blessed him with other people who were diligent alongside him and so guess what, they're working with him and now once again all 16 corporations are doing well and this man is a multi, 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 multi multi-millionaire. Why? Because he was faithful to what was another man's. You all God wants us to be faithful to that which is another man's. Before this man was called off to do his own thing, to head his own company, he was faithful to what was another's. Let's go to, let's read that scripture. That's Luke chapter 16, uh, verse 12. It says, And if you have not been faithful in that which is another man's, who will give you that which is your? own. God wants us to be faithful. When you are on your assignment, when you're doing what God has called you to do, regardless, listen, regardless of who's doing what, regardless of your your supervisor getting credit for your work, it doesn't matter because if you're faithful to the company, it doesn't matter who gets the credit. Ask yourself this question. Are you doing this for you or are you doing this for God? are you doing this are you working for yourself are you working for that 40 hours or that paycheck or are you working for god because if you're working for god you will be able to allow someone to take the glory you allow someone else to take credit for your work because you don't matter you don't you don't care because only you want to do is please god and with that mentality god will make sure that Someone will do the same thing for you one day. But can you be faithful to another man? Can God entrust you? With someone else's business, with someone else's property, with someone else's belongings. You know, once again, we have to be faithful to that, which is another man's. God wants to entrust us. God wants us to, to be the position where he can elevate us, to promote us, because we were faithful to what was another man's. Now, let me say this. Sometimes God will call you, will cause you to to go to a particular assignment, to to go uh, uh, to a, on a particular particular job to work and. Sometimes. Sometimes when you begin working, you there's something about the job, there's something that's not being done. And, you know, it'll it'll be like a scratch. It'll be an itch. You know, it's like this. Something is not right now. It's within your job description or it may not be in your job description. But the point is this. God has illuminated that thing. You have to fix that problem now to fix that problem. It may mean that you have to work longer hours. It may mean that you have to do double duty because you do You have to maintain your assignment as well as doing this thing that God has called you to do. But if you can do it. Listen, it's another way that God is going. You're going to give God an excuse to promote you to what is your own. I'm reminded of David. The word of God says that he was tending his father's sheep. He was keeping his. His father's sheep. But it's amazing when the lion and the bear came. You all know the story that he was anointed by God to subdue the lion and the bear. Now, let me say this. Anytime that you are on an assignment from God, the the Eden blessing falls on you. If you're operating on an, with a, uh, if you're operating with with the with the power of God on an assignment, which God has assigned you, you have the power of the eating blessing on you. What's part of the eating blessing for you to subdue anything that comes against your garden or comes against your assignment? So we see it vividly illustrated with David right here because the lions and the bear came against David. David was able to subdue them. Why? Because they were threatening his assignment. Now, if you notice, David wasn't a lion slayer or a bear slayer. No, no, no. That anointing came on him because they were trying to disrupt his assignment. So. God has sent you on that assignment. God is with you. God wants to be there. Listen. If you do what God's called you to do and that thing, that extra thing that, that caused you may to spend a little bit more time, you, you know, now, listen, let me say this. Be careful of the haters, because a lot of them will tell you, what are you? Why are you doing that? You're not getting paid any more money for that. You're doing too much. Or as a young people say, you're doing the most. But do what God is leading you to do, because, see, it doesn't matter if you get paid or not. In fact, you probably will not get paid. But you know what? God will bless you to what is your own. And the same diligence, the same faithfulness that you have to that company, God will make sure that he bless you with others that's going to serve you in that same capacity. I'm reminded of Jesse Duplantis. You all we all know Jesse Duplantis, a great man of God. He gives the story. He said he began to work for Shell Oil Company and he went on one assignment, got promoted here, got promoted here, got promoted here. And finally, on the last assignment, it seems as if, according to the story, he was seen to be somewhat something like an auditor. And so he was working the books and discovered, well, wait a minute, there's something not right here. This is not adding up. And so he began to research and and research. And there are others that say, you know what, Jesse, listen, we've kind of found found that 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 situation kind of in the unknown class. You know, so 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 listen, don't even worry about it. But but Jesse, no, know I, I got to get to the bottom of this. It's just something on me. So anyway, Jesse did his research. And he finally went to this place, this old place. He said, you can tell not many people have been there. You had cobwebs. He's he's swiping away the cobwebs and things of that nature. And so he goes into this place. And he said, now, Jesus, it's nothing but files and files. This is huge warehouse with nothing but files. Jesus, you're going to have to help me. And Jesus told him, he said, listen, it's row 17C. He said, okay. And so he went to row 17 C and it was just like God told him that was the answer. He went through the file and saw what had happened. And long story short, he saved that company millions of dollars. Why? Because he was diligent. It didn't matter that 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 was classified in the unknown uh, 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 files, if you will. God put it on his heart to find out what was going on there. And he talks about how they called him the golden boy. The point is this: he was diligent in what was another man's. Now it's interesting. He said after that they wanted to promote him to the corporate office, but God had called him to preach the gospel full time. What's happening? God is elevating him. God is promoting to him him to that which is his own. Why? Because he was found diligent with someone else company he was diligent on his god-given assignment he had to pass that test of man he had to be that test of being faithful to what was another man's and so because of that god blessed him god anointed him and we know he's the great advantage the worldwide advantage that that we know today what's the whole point of this lesson god wants us to be faithful where we are The requirements. Listen, those things that God has shown you, you will only reach them if you're faithful where you are. It may mean that you may spend some more time. It may mean that you have to do some things that, that may be uncomfortable, but that's okay. Listen, do the job with excellence because if you're faithful to what is another man's, God will make sure that He will give you your own and He will cause people, He will draw people your way that's going to be faithful to you with that same amount of diligence. Be faithful to God. Can God entrust you with what's another man's? Amen. Praise God and give God a hand clap of praise.